0: Hey there, fellow conductors of the Metaphysical Examination. Welcome to the Crossroads for the week of July 24th, 2017. This is our San Diego Comic-Con wrap-up episode. Yes, there was a whole lot of news that came out of the Biblical Proportioned panel that happened at Comic-Con. We're going to give you the lowdown on everything that happened there. There was a whole lot of merchandise reveals and, and things that we cannot afford that are coming out. Uh, so listen to Chris and I salivate over those. Pretty packed episode two hours coming your way right now.
1: Still playing with toys.net presents the Ghostbusters Interdimensional Crossroad, the biggest podcast since 1909. So free. News, interviews, and commentary on everything Ghostbusters. Are you the key? Master? Here are your hosts, Troy Benjamin and Chris Stewart. Don't look at me. I think these people are completely nuts. Woo!
2: My day, I used to open up TV guide. <laughs> What do you mean, what's a TV guy? It was a book to tell us what was on TV. No, it wasn't the internet. There There was a channel
0: that told you what was on every channel.
2: (laughs) I was even before that. We didn't even have that. It didn't matter. Either one would say, Ghostbusters. You'd be like, awesome. (laughs) And you'd turn the channel, and sure enough, we're the Ghostbusters. No! (laughs) Ugh. You kids. You don't understand how hard it was, kids. So spoiled. You
0: don't know. You just Ghostbusters don't
2: Ghostbusters falling from the sky. I feel like so there's... much, <laughs> so much Ghostbusters. They have to mix and match it with other stuff. We're gonna make action figures. Been done. Turtle Ghostbusters action figures. Go with it. <laughs> 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 we've, run, we've run out of ideas.
0: Just start combining all the. Ideas. Just start
1: mixing and matching. Um, We're gonna do a book.
0: It's been
2: done. Uh, Get the comic! Great, go! Well, not. I mean, even the Turtles <laughs>
0: Ghostbusters figures have been done before. There was the Star Trek Turtles, and there was the kind of Ghostbusters. Yeah. Not, they were the off-brand Ghostbusters Turtles that uh, Playmates did back in the day. Um, yeah. Yeah. It's, Simpsons did it all. No matter what you do, <laughs> Simpsons did it. So just <laughs> try to enjoy the moment. Oh. Every, everything around us sucks. Like, the world is going to hell in a handbasket. Just, all right. Uh,
2: you know, Sony. enjoy. Sony consumer products here are here our song steal from the Simpsons take all the IDW designs make action figures with a chip and play sets and as you slot them yep. in they say different things
0: yep there you go you gotta your uh, what would it be called Par- paranormal EVPs it would be something about
2: EVPs probably oh, yeah. Uh, voice, yeah, yeah voice yeah, yeah. phenomenon EV- chips or EV- EV- yeah. yeah 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 that no that's yeah. good. electronic voice phenomena chips See, hey,
0: oh, d- here's here's where we, uh, I feel like I differ <laughs> from a lot of the people. Like, so you and I just talking about this stupid thing that will never happen just got me excited and kind of giddy. Like, that's mm-hmm. that's never going to happen.
2: Maybe uh, you? Well, no, that one's um, that one's.
0: I just I don't understand shit. the gut reaction. It's it like, question. oh, it's going to be called the Voice Phenomenon Chip, and your gut reaction is that's stupid. I, <laughs> fine, you come up with something better then. Like, we just came yeah. up with this on the fly. Uh, one whiskey drink in and at the cold open of a podcast what do you got you know what
2: are you doing i got another one because it was a they're advertising through facebook so it popped up and i wish i could remember their name i really could because they deserve it but what they were selling was a super detailed essentially a dollhouse replica of the seinfeld set of Seinfeld's oh, yeah, apartment. I saw
0: that. I saw that. I think Zach Myers picked one of
2: those up, if I recall yeah. correctly. Yeah. And like it, it, To the extent that the the backs are the false walls of a set, like oh, a studio awesome. set, with, with uh, lights on the top. And everything fits into place. Like, you got the little plates and probably no Superman statue, but uh, maybe. Maybe there's just yeah, no S on it. I don't know. Yeah, but, it's just like a small... Yeah, exactly. But I'm looking at that thing going... Can you do Venkman's office? Like, you know what I mean? Like, do that lower <laughs> Yeah, can
0: I have the lower hall?
2: floor of the uh, the garage oh, of the fire hall? Yeah, absolutely. That would be. I'd or, that. actually, that might be too big. Great. Do do the upstairs. Like, the pool table. You know, go yeah. to sort of pool table. With the toaster and the video games. And Test a, a
0: lab. little round table with some Chinese food on it. Just as a yeah. nod. To go, yeah. Just, just
2: <sighs> that. See, i paid good money for that. Yeah. Printing,
0: printing money here.
2: Printing. <laughs> Yeah, sort of. Printed, printed
0: <laughs> money to people with lots. <laughs> yeah, exactly. To so, people who can afford such things like that Blitzway. Oh my god. The bl- I was, I was we're going to talk about that Blitzway can, Ecto. Can, and you af-
2: can you afford a full Ecto? God. No. Can you afford god. a sixth of an Ecto? Yes, I no, will.
0: No, you still can't. That's still the problem.
2: Can't. I'm not going to be able to afford that, though. No. Thing. But, not, not us. Uh, Got to be, I don't know, single uh with a with a good job with a good job one. and no student loans
0: and no debt yeah exactly uh but uh right. well yeah so there there are exciting things to talk about that's what I'm excited to, to quite a get few into things. quite a few things, and almost like there were there were a couple of not even negative kind of cynical news items where I just i want to blow through them right now like let's we'll not even let's quick. not even get into the news so there was the CinemaSins video, which CinemaSins yeah. does what they do to every movie, known to man. They make some good points. They make some funny points. They make some, like, okay, guys, you're really stretching points. Nitpicky points. Nit, yeah, nitpicky things. So that's out. Uh, Sigourney Weaver, quote, unquote, slammed the backlash against Ghostbusters. Uh, she really call. didn't. She really didn't. She just kind of She called it. Hold on, I have her exact words. She called it cruel and childish. That's not really slamming it. She's just calling it what it is, and that's, that's true. Yeah. So that happened. Yeah. Um, what else? Uh, the Doctor, we didn't get into that. That was, you know, it's not even Ghostbusters related. Uh, Which one? Yeah. I don't even know what that, oh, Doctor Who, yeah, yeah. Yeah, Do- yeah. Doctor Who, and then it's, it's relating, it's sort of it's digging up old wounds with Ghostbusters. Yes, and, it,
2: it's Ghostbusters only in that it kind of, you know, there was a, another Battlefield kind of formed and it it, it it was reminiscent so people yeah it was naturally very look back at deja
0: the, vu of things that have happened all of this has happened before and it will happen again it'll happen again so uh so yeah that's that's all the stuff i mean that's that, that those are all things there are so many awesome things even some things that are not yeah. so awesome that we're going to talk about a little bit so here in depth let's
2: throw those three things in the bin
0: yeah those are in the bin um
2: i'm gonna I, do sound effects throwing them in the <laughs> bin oh that was pretty good was that a can There we go that was a can yeah. That, that was kidding. definitely – our, was... uh, <laughs> are... our
0: Foley team has worked on that for hours on hand in order to get you know, the exact a little content.
2: celery for crunch. <laughs> um, sorry. And, and you're oh, – Oh, my God. Huh, what? Oh, I was sitting here thinking, I'm just chugging water like a jerk, and you're drinking whiskey. And then I looked over, and I realized one of my West Coast Crafted Strange Fellows uh, – uh, beers is sitting here. I'm going to have one of those. I,
0: I thought you threw like an Ecto Cooler can in the trash and you didn't mean to, and you're like, oh, oh my God, that was my only can that I had. <laughs> that was, I only have 12 of those. And it's dented. <coughs> no. No. Anyway. Um, there we go. There it is. All right. Oh, so he's yeah. got his beer open. guys, we have a, let's say crap ton. Of news from San Diego Comic Con, um, even though it was a little bit of a light announcement panel, um, a lot of things ended up coming out of it. Uh, I don't think by design. I think that a lot of a lot of Q and A stuff uh, was gleaned from that panel, which was very nice. So uh, we're yeah. going to get into that. We're going to talk about merchandise. There's a lot of a merchandise lot. that was announced at San Diego Comic Con. Um, God, I think this is actually just going to be a Comic Con episode. I'm looking at the rundown, and it is. Besides two other news items that we'll do at the end, it's entirely Comic-Con. So, (sighs) you ready? You got that beer open?
2: Yeah. (laughs) Like, I'm 30 seconds ahead of you. (laughs) It's already gone.
0: Hey, guys, Peter. I have some news from the world of Gozer.
2: I got some pretty cool stuff cooking up over here if you want to just turn your head. Multiplanar, curly, and emanations. Yeah, well, here's
1: your next month's cover of GQ. Check out the aura on this sucker.
0: All right, Chris, let's round up the panel of biblical proportions. Proportions uh, which we
2: interpreted to mean biblical. Uh, it would be a couple of really big items yeah. and then and we'll get to, to this that IDW kind of uh, <laughs> went out the door early and we said, "Oh, okay, well, maybe it's not as big as we so, thought."
0: Yeah. And then um, it turned
2: out to be a lot of little things that did kind of add up. Yeah, they to they a big really did. Thing.
0: Yeah, I feel like this this could have easily have just been a uh, a two or three announcement panel and then some Q and A that everybody sort of uh, reveled in. But uh, no, there were a lot of little news items. So I guess yeah. maybe let's let's start with what everybody is talking about because so what they did is they did their announcements. They talked about the IDW um, answer the call comic, which we'll get into in a second. Um, They also talked about the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles Ghostbusters crossover sequel, which we'll also get into in a second. Uh Um, But everybody is really focused on Ivan Reitman's comments, answers, uh, (laughs) anecdotes musings uh, all of the things that came out of his, his Q&A session um, it's because, like the good
2: old days what did he mean by that what did
0: he mean yeah exactly and, and, and Ivan I think is even playing with us a little bit because he did he said hey there's going to be a movie that comes out in 2019 to coincide with the 35th anniversary of the original film 30th anniversary of the second film uh what's that going to be uh well you know we're in he kind of he he did that little bit of a a, a dope he he like drew us in and then he like ducked over to the other side but uh so so let's talk about that news and then let's talk about the IDW news cuz that's that's what we have concrete information for so um Ivan highlights to me from the Q&A the animated feature is definitely moving forward live action movies are still in development he has sort of softly announced that a movie will be released in 2019. That was sort of his, like we're looking toward that anniversary date to do something. Odds are that's going to be the animated feature because you know, that's, um, what they're working on right now because he actually sort of spilled a few beans on that saying that it's going to be from a ghost point of view, which we kind of already knew. Correct. This is sort of now concrete that the, the animated feature is going to be a ghost's, point of view, moving through the ghost world, which is interesting. That's, that's. But, but
2: not Slimer. Oh, but not Slimer. No. And actually he, there was some, uh, a couple of people. See, here's, here's the thing. Neither you nor I were there. Right. So we're hearing everything secondhand. Secondhand. Yeah. But a couple of the, from as best I part, there was some mention that it is a human, that has passed. That oh. theoretically, they might even know, which then sets the world on fire because they're like, "Is it Egon?" And it's like, "No, whoa, whoa, whoa!" <laughs> well, Slow
0: wait, down. So, wait, where did the where did this information about it being a human come from? Did that come in the Q and A, or did that come later?
2: See, you're gonna make me look this up here. Oh, okay.
0: Um, well, while you're doing that, I mean, yeah. Um, he, so you said, will it be Egon being this human person? The other anecdote that he said was, oh, we're also toying with the idea of a rogue one type scenario where, you know, we digitally do something to a character. Now he didn't elaborate on that. Does it mean that they're bringing, you know, a a digital version of Harold Ramis back? That doesn't seem quite right. Are they de-aging some characters? That might be more... Appropriate, knowing that you know Robert yeah. De Niro is going to
2: be playing a thirty-year-old in this Netflix movie that's coming out. Um, well, they never, they didn't de-age anybody in in Rogue One, though. They literally
0: uh, Carrie Fisher. They kind of did. I mean, it wasn't
2: her though. That wasn't was, her. Yeah,
0: I guess that's true.
2: Like it was and same with same with Tarkin. They got other actors and did you know fill in body stuff and all that, and then yeah, de-aged, like did CG. Faces on top of of uh, real human bodies. Um,
0: but it may, it may have just been something that was mentioned in a, a meeting in passing or something, too. That's, you know, everybody's like, oh, my God, does that mean that they're going to bring... Harold Ramis back for the next movie? Well, no, I think they're probably just saying like they're exploring the possibilities of digital creations or yes. digital characters. That's, that's what that's we got to be that careful that
2: with. Yeah. Is they they did they did say they were looking at. It. They didn't even say we're definitely going to do it, but then yeah, gave no details. Considering, so they just said, yeah, and somebody pointed out that because as exciting as it was to see them make this step in Rogue One, it the Uncanny Valley is hard to.
1: Jump over. I mean,
2: I, having just rewatched Rogue One a couple days ago, it looks a
0: little bit better on your TV screen when it's not uh, 20 stories high on an IMAX screen. Um,
2: yeah. But uh, somebody yeah. Uh, <laughs> they were really grumpy. So I don't know if I want. To <laughs> <laughs> I don't know how much credit I'll give them for this, but they, they were very brusque, like very demanding in a way that. It's unreasonable to expect, but they were like, only in a flashback. And it's like, well, wow, you you do that actually is a, not a bad point. Like yeah. you could theoretically bring Egon and Harold Ramis back if, for example, it was uh, a flashback to when they were they were younger. Sure. Which means a, they'd be doing uh, them all
0: right. Flashback or a dream sequence or something. Yeah. 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 And well, I mean, if
2: you want to. Okay. Her, uh Ivan Reitman, if you're listening, please <laughs> here's here's my take on that kind of stuff. It's the eyes. It's the eyes. Yeah, it really it's is the, the eyes. eyes. Um Uh, basically if you're going to do that uh uh, get harold's son in there yeah use use a real actor's eyes like that's
1: the no matter
0: what cg you put on there make sure that you're using that using human digital doubles eyes or whatever yeah everything everything else look look at the planet of the apes movies like those ape uh the the faces are so fantastic but it's using those actors eyes you know
2: yeah and and that's and that's the clincher. Having seen that movie, everybody's like, oh, my God, so emotive. I'm like, yeah, yeah eyes. Because you can see their eyes.
0: <laughs>
1: exactly.
2: Um, I mean, frankly, at the end of the day, you can take um, Harold's daughter. Same thing. It's just yeah. the eyes. Like, the thing is, is that the eyes are the eyes of the eyes. Like, um, even though uh, she's a woman, uh, when you isolate eyes, they're not, you know, yeah. do you know what I mean? Like, they don't... <laughs> Windows it's to when you the soul, st- right? Windows Isn't to the soul. The, yeah, it's not. It's they're not as they're not as gender pronounced as people think. That's that's. Let me try to put it that way. It's yeah, what it comes down to. A lot yeah. of what people think is, well, those are girlish eyes. Is like that's kind of a you know a, a makeup and accentuation effect. You take all that off, and they're just two these two you know yeah. as you say windows to the soul. But then you wrap a CGI herald around it, even if you used the daughter, it would be amazing how much it would pull. Yeah. Yeah. Amazing. So,
0: but the, and the crazy thing too, let's, let's, let's just sort of talk in production terms here. If they are working on an animated film that takes two years, we've talked about that before. It takes two years to make an animated movie. If they start now, which it sounds like they have Mm -hmm. 2019 makes a whole lot of sense. Um, they have not written a script for a new Ghostbusters movie. That's going to take at least a year, given the current studio climate, to get everybody on the same page with a script yep. that they want to greenlight and, and, and work on. Uh, then casting and getting all of that stuff ready, getting a director signed on, that's going to take a little bit of time, too. So before they're even rolling cameras on that movie, it's probably about another year and a half, two years. That's, that's my guess. Now, they can fast-track stuff... Stranger Things Have Happened, look at Alien 3, they were like, hey, this movie's coming out in June of, uh, whatever it was, 1993, and uh, all of the filmmakers in Sigourney Weaver were like, what, huh, we're making another movie? Oh, jeez, <laughs> I haven't gotten a call or a script or anything, but I guess it's coming out in six months. Um, so, you know, it, it is possible for them to fast-track stuff. I don't see them doing that because of how calculated they're being with the brand as a whole, with the franchise as a whole, um, yeah. you know, and... Um, and, and in fact, it's, it's interesting because Ivan, it was, he was there for the IDW panel and he did very much make a, a point to say he's really enjoyed the way that Eric Burnham and Dan Schoening and those guys have all done these comics because he's, he's felt like things have integrated. He's enjoyed seeing the, the um, especially in, in one the interactions between the classic characters and the new characters. And so so he was very much sort of uh, having them kneel and putting the sword to their shoulders uh, to say, you know, go go forth guys. We're enjoying what you're doing here at IDW. You have the blessing of, of ghost core. It wasn't the, Hey, IDW's verse is Canon that I thought it was going to be, but it was pretty close. It was pretty much to him saying like, well, if I was going to do it, this is probably the way I would do it. So, you know, go with God guys. Um, Yeah. So, you know, I think, they really much, they really much, <laughs> I talk good. They <laughs> well, are take another very drink focused. There, sir. Yeah, exactly. Let me loosen my lips a little bit more. Um They're very focused on, on strategy, which is is nice to hear. You know, they're not, even though I think the gut reaction that a lot of people have had is an animated movie from the ghost point of view. God, that seems rushed. Are, are they sure they want to do that? Like it is called Ghostbusters. Where are the guys busting the ghosts and I don't know.
2: That doesn't seem right. But all right, hang on. Here we go. Here you go. are. You ready? Oh yeah, yeah. You got the uh, the info. Hit us. I have the quote here. I think we have wonderful plans both for an animated feature that we're deep in design on already, okay. and a really great right. story. Reitman said. To audience cheers. Uh, that's going to surprise everybody, I think, when it comes out. And we're dealing with Ghost World quite a lot. We're looking at the film from a ghost point of view and the Ghostbusters from a ghost point of view. I think that would be something very interesting for you and, of course, a new live-action film. He hmm. also suggested what, that while he does not see Slimer having a prominent role in any new film as he did in the real Ghostbusters cartoon, Reitman teased that the lead ghost in the new animated film would wind up joining the team of Ghostbusters.
0: Ah, uh, Hang on here. Okay. Kind of like Jenny oh, in the uh, comics. That's interesting. Exactly, yeah.
2: yeah. that Was that the thing I was thinking of then? If that's the case, I may have read into that a bit more. But still, it's not mm-hmm. Slimer. And it's, yeah, somebody that... Um, joining the team... See, the thing is... And this that might be what it was now that I think about it. Thank you, Brain, for repeating the same thought processes <laughs> twice. <laughs> I'm like, I'm thinking the way... I, I remember, I had these thoughts earlier. Um, if, it, if you wanted a... Slimer esque, as in a vaguely uh, infantile, maybe Yeah, infantile, so, cutesy, uh, cutesy, re- definitely you know, re-
0: skewing a little younger for the yeah. The younger
2: if you want one of those ghosts, why not Slimer? It's one of your key, you know, character properties. So I mean, thing. that
0: that was my first gut reaction. That's what they were gonna do, but yeah.
2: And you and I also brought up before: how does something like a Slimer, from their point of view, how does that? Im- you know how does that come across to the, you know what's the exposition? What's the you know what I mean? How does this get to us as an audience? Yeah. If it's just some sort of you know semi-vocal you know entity sort of thing, if it's a human, then that's different. You it then is have different. somebody that's yeah observing as a human, you know, sentience. And well, it's talking more relatable a then it
0: then it doesn't because my biggest worry about it being a cartoon that, that it's, it's an animated movie that's focused on sort of what you, yeah, like an infantile character like a Slimer is. It's like, well, yeah. I, I can't relate to that. I don't, like, uh, your your go-to of uh, are there Ghostbusters, do they have proton packs, do they trap ghosts? Great that I'm in. Well, we've lost all of those elements. It's it's Slimer and the real Ghostbusters again, which, you know, yeah. I can't, like uh, John Yukaba and I were talking about it today, and it's like, I just it didn't work in syndicated TV. Like that was the death for real ghostbusters there when it turned to Slimer and the real ghostbusters. Um, why, why would they do that? The only reason I can think of why they would do that is because they're still sorting out the how, how, what, where, when, and why do we merge these two teams together? Yeah. Uh, In the meantime, we can do this, and you're sort of seeing things from different... You're seeing Alien through the Cat
2: Jonesy's point of view or something like that, you know? Yeah. I also think there's something to be argued that if you're going to do something from the ghost experience, up to this point, they've been treated as pests and monsters, Yeah. and everybody goes, yeah, trap it. If it's going to join the team, what you're looking at then is somebody that goes, wait, I'm... I'm not ready to move on, <laughs> yeah. and I also don't want you to stick me in a containment unit. Right? So, Maybe these
0: ghosts you, need closure so they can move on to the next level or something. Or yeah,
2: yeah, it could be a yeah. really good opportunity to kind of you know sort out that uh, dividing line a little bit between a full torso vaporous apparition and and you know the the you know the the crazy little vapors that. Uh, Right. Pop up and just cause trouble, sort of thing. It could get
0: very intellectual too. Now that I'm thinking about it, like yeah, it, or very and very heavy. It yeah, could get pretty deep in a way. <laughs> Welcome to the G-rated Ghostbusters. We're going to talk about the meaning of life, <laughs> existence, uh, and what yeah. what you need to close your your life out and move on to the the next level. Yeah. <laughs> um. Well, anyway. So yeah. So I I mean I understand why there has been a bit of a I mean, let's face it, it's not the same reaction that we got when uh, Paul Feig was announced with an all-female cast, but at the same time, I was like, really? It's kind of—it's a bit of a head-scratcher. Like, okay, it's an animated movie from the ghost's point of view. Um, didn't he also say that they've explored the idea of a ghost character being a Ghostbuster? Is that—is that, is that kind of where this came from, that he's going to join the team, he or she is going to join the team after whatever journey this uh, character goes on?
2: That I didn't... That I didn't stumble across.
0: Yeah, that that was in I think in in one of the because IDW was doing a really great job on their Twitter account of, of like Ivan it along, that, yeah yeah exactly so that, that was one the, that came
2: from theirs. The bit I re-read was coming out of uh, Den of Geek.
0: Oh right, Den right. of Geek. Den <laughs> should, of Geek. So. Well, actually, so Den of Geek they've got uh, a good transcription here uh, f- from Ivan directly, and I, I can read that too. It he just says. Um, It was clear that a lot of people were disappointed that the original Ghostbusters, this world that we worked very hard to set up way back in 1984, didn't seem to be a part of the new movie. I really like the new women in the latest film. I think they're great fun. I thought the film was really quite effective, but there was something of a loss where we didn't pick up the history that we had built up in the two earlier movies. And I thought it was strange. And I thought it was kind of odd that some of the actors from the first film that people had gotten to love so much, Vankman, Spangler, Stance, and Winston were not themselves in this film, but actually playing other roles. Interesting. Let's come back to that in a second. He said, I thought if there was a way, particularly in feature film, future films we're working on to bring them all together, that it would be much more satisfying and much more fun to say, and would be much more part of what Dan Aykroyd, myself and Harold Ramis thought about doing way back in 1984. I thought that would be one of the great places to try. Oh, I thought that would be, Oh, it's a, it's a typo. He said, I thought one of the great places to try this out would be these wonderful comics. So, the the cameos the if you listen to the yes have some uh, recap of of their uh, cooling on Ghostbusters answer the call we should we should call it um, they they called out the cameos as being one of the things that they in hindsight had a bit of a problem with it sounds like Reitman is saying the same thing here you know that he if these cameo roles were included, he kind of wished that they would have been sort of connective tissue back to the old movies, as opposed to now completely closing a door on these actors showing up, uh, in the future films. So I I think he's, he's sort of trying to reverse engineer how something like this could happen, how these actors could be involved in a live action film again. Yeah. Uh, it's, it's a tricky one. Yeah. I mean, it is, it's reading a lot into it, you know, that it is, And he's speaking off the cuff here, too. You know, he's at a a panel in front of, I think it was like a thousand people. It was a big room.
2: Um, Yeah. So, you um, know. I don't know. I still think that what IDW and the crossover series might be helping to set up a bit is the concept of as they move forward in movies. uh, Let's kind of merge two universes together. And in doing so. Uh, Much like we talked about in the comic, they're going, "Hey, you've got a guy that looks like that guy <laughs> yeah. in this world. He looks hey, like you uncle. look like my uncle. My hey, uncle. Yeah, yeah. sure. it's not, it's not perfect, but meh. yeah, it's one uh, way and to you were right. deal with Your it." IDW Publishing tweeted: Ivan says they've explored the idea of having a ghost character as a Ghostbuster, so we may one day see that. But I think that is a slight. Uh, it slightly sounds like diminished a interpretation, of, yeah. yeah. Yeah, interpretation of they will join the Ghostbusters. Yeah. Well, there's a difference between a big difference between a full on fighting ghosts, Ghostbuster, and a hanging around with the team sort of thing, right? So, right, there's so, there's join the team, and there's uh, hang out with them, <laughs> yeah. There's way. there's being uh, up in the rec room and
0: and playing pool, yeah. Um, so, so at any rate, I mean, uh, yes, live action movie, we already knew they're, of course they're (coughs) developing another live action movie, uh, animated feature. Of course we knew that they were working on that. Uh, it sounds like that's a little more concrete for, for 2019 and at least we kind of know, a vague premise now of what they're they're moving toward, which is, is interesting. There's going to be a lot of good speculation there. Um, mm-hmm. Two other small things that uh, came out of the Q&A, Ivan shot down the possibility of a recut, a director's cut of Ghostbusters 2. For all of you that have been out there holding your breath for the Richard Donner cut of Ghostbusters 2, I'm really sorry, yeah. but he said, no, there's not enough outtakes and unused material for that to be possible. So uh, not, not even on their radar, which... Uh, that was an odd one. Yeah, to be honest, Uh, in terms of the question or in terms of the answer, Uh,
2: the question.
0: Yeah,
2: I think people have. I think we're at a point where people are so used to movies coming out with special editions and director's cuts, and uh, you know, even just extras, which is a big complaint for Ghostbusters Two Home Video editions. Yeah, and I think people have forgotten that that's not typical these days it's, if it's digital they just shoot everything so much so there yes there will always be but there used to be a time where people tried to be very efficient with their sure, shooting because sure. film costs money so
0: and i mean there aside from a few like we have talked about the uh, eugene levy uh scenes and, and things like that uh, i mean but those were cut from, from the movie for a reason. In fact, I think Ivan even said that to us when we interviewed him, didn't right. we? Where he was I like, asked,
2: I asked him about it. The he... Fort
0: Detmiering scene. He was like, I cut it for a reason. Like there's no reason for it to be in yep. the movie, you know?
2: And same with, uh, same with uh, Eugene Levy in Ghostbusters too. He's yeah. Sort of like, mm.
0: So, you know, for the, it's funny for the people that have had the Kickstarters for the, whatever the definitive cut of ghostbusters 2 and i've kind of responded to it like well the definitive cut came out in 1989 like this isn't yeah. the studio didn't come in and recut this movie mm-hmm. and uh whole subplots <laughs> were left on the cutting room floor uh, yeah. it's you, that kind of is what it is so
2: yeah i mean the and we've seen little bits of it like the uh lewis uh you know in his ongoing uh, b plot with uh with slimer yeah with slimer and it's kind of like uh, yeah no well that's, yeah and yeah. and have talked with
0: Robin shelby about you know their their back and forth and then their resolution that happened on the bus uh you know but again it was yeah. such a, a side tangent that that's the kind of stuff that gets cut on on or left on the cutting room floor so yeah
2: um, you know you know uh what doesn't have any uh director's cut ever mm, no any hitchcock movie <laughs> Those, yeah, those were his cuts. <laughs> those were his cuts. I mean, like, shot as an for example, shot. Yeah. As an example, yeah, he's for... So some filmmakers are so specific and so uh, storyboarded yeah. out that he said the actual shooting bored him to tears. Ivan Reitman, I don't know that he's necessarily that level of Hitchcock retentive, but we've all seen the amount of storyboarding that went on for both movies. Right. So oh, yeah. And you know, that
0: his blocking is very precise and especially when he's working with improv actors, he, he knows what he's going for when he gets to the set. So, yeah. um, so yeah. So yeah. I, mean, I in, in a certain way I can hear, uh, the grumpy Ivan coming out, like, well, what <laughs> the movie that I did in 1989 isn't good enough for you guys. What do you want yeah. now? You know? Um, yeah. So uh, I I kind of uh. understand that answer. Um, so then the other thing, he talked a little bit about his love <laughs> so, of stranger so,
2: things. Somebody, somebody from Sony's in the back, slowly raising a <laughs> trank gun and then, and then nods their head and puts the gun away slowly. <laughs> Not today, Betsy. Not today. Not today.
0: Shh. Sleep, sleep. <laughs> Uh, so yeah, so he uh, talked about Stranger Things, um, mm-hmm. just just you know talking about his adoration for the series. I, I have a feeling this is just f- further cementing that Ghostbusters will have some uh, very major part
1: of the Stranger yeah. Things season that's coming I, forward here.
2: Like you get more and more the impression that every time something Stranger Things comes out, and we have a bit of a we run it through a Ghostbusters fan lens. I think that might actually be running through the series this year, too. Yeah, right? yeah, I think so. I think so, the, so. We never talked about it, but the last one was the poster that came out for it with the, <laughs> the boys on the bike and the Cthulian thing in the clouds up ahead yeah. And somebody went... That looks like Stay pub Now, I would like to point out... <laughs> that was Craig. That's what, that was totally Craig, yeah. That's what clouds do. Yeah. You look at them and go, that's a duck. It's a schooner, so, yeah. So so if you're... Or if you want to be super cynical, it's like, yeah, if you're carrying a hammer, everything's a nail. So, I, right. uh, you know, right. fan-wise... Uh, but then at the same time, they did, you know, we talked about them wearing the jumpsuits and all that. Uh, at the same time, I wouldn't be surprised if later on we find out somebody went, Yeah, we totally had to stay puffed in there. So. <laughs> well, and uh, how Ghostbusters is that
0: poster to begin with? I mean, it's. Exactly. With their backs to the camera, with the street and the, the storm cloud raging, and, and yep. it's very evocative. So. Um, Yeah, very, very cool things coming from Stranger Things, I would imagine. Um, And coming
2: in in October, and let's be honest... About half the stuff we're talking about is well, slated for October, yeah. so, so, so October's going to be incredibly God. busy this year. October, November is going
0: to be, you're right, it's ridiculous. So so let's talk about, so the Answer the Call miniseries, this was yep. announced, I think the LA Times stole a little bit of the thunder from the panel, but I think that's actually an okay thing. I think that's a good thing.
2: Yeah, they called it an exclusive, which means it was okie-dokie'd and given to them. Yes, yeah. And, it's and they, the they had the artwork, of course, yeah. to, to accompany it. So yeah, it's official. And it's the LA Times, they're not going to jump the queue on anything, right? Uh, yeah. That's a bad way to get into somebody's bad books, and it's you know not professional. But uh, at the exact same time, uh, I agree with you. I think yeah. now that we found out how many little things were going to be so awesomely cool today. This was actually not a bad way for IDW to go. Look, we've got other stuff to talk about. We just want this one that's coming first to slightly be ahead yeah. of the curve here. Yeah,
0: you want it you wanted to have a blip on the radar. And and naturally what happens with with uh, San Diego is on on Thursday alone the amount of news that came out there was a Defenders yeah. trailer. There was the <laughs> the Kingsman trailer. There was the <laughs> My God, it was like a tidal wave of stuff and, and I think it was actually yeah. very smart of them to
2: release this on Tuesday
0: so. because yep.
2: they we they kinda we were, beat the wave. I, I thought they were taking I thought, well, you don't I this sounds like a light year and you just kinda kinda deflated a bit. And it's like, no, this may have actually been smart. Let's put <laughs> this is the amazing part, is somebody on Twitter reached like twid- tweeted out to Dan Dep. Dan Shoney. It said, I was SDCC's Dan? And I'm like, there's three more days to go, buddy. <laughs> like <laughs> they're they're just getting warmed up. I mean, it was only Thursday
0: that they did yeah. their panel, yeah. Ugh. Um so so yeah, so the Answer the Call miniseries, that is also coming out in October. It's gonna be uh-huh. a five-issue series. Um, And of course, uh, focusing solely on the answer the call team, I would imagine what's going to happen at the end of one hundred and one is they're kind of uh, some way somehow it's going to kick off what's happening next. Maybe the turtles come in because that's the next news item, uh, and the answer the call people have to go out and do their thing, and and the yep. uh, the original Ghostbusters split they have to split up. Whatever the threat is, they're going to have to split up, is my guess. But um, so it is not the creative team that we're used to. It is not Eric and Dan and Tom. It's actually a new creative team, which is actually, I'm excited about this. It's Corin Howell, who's done Transformers and the X-Files. Uh, doing all of the artwork, and then it's being written by uh, Kelly Thompson, who was one of the Hawkeye writers uh, after Matt Fraction uh, kind yeah. of hung it up, which is um, very exciting. I, I love all of Kelly's work. Um, Corin, I was not quite as familiar with, but uh, the artwork that they've released as a, as a sample looks really great and yeah. and very different to Dapper Dan Schoening's, uh art style. Very
2: different, but fits very nicely. If you look at her... Um uh, her older uh, stuff. Um, it kind of. Rem- it's, it's got a very clean style that I think meshes not only with Dan's, but um, who did the. When Dan wasn't doing it, somebody stepped in for a while. And it I want to say Doc so, Shaner, but it, that's not. Doc, it wasn't Doc Shayner.
0: Yeah, Doc Doc did some of the other work. I mean, Rachel, coloring, Rachel Stott came in and did some of the work on the annual.
2: No, it was before that too. I feel bad now. Sorry, buddy. Yeah, I wake up in the middle of the night. I, with, I, uh,
0: this is this is when I would usually reach for um, my amazing omnibuses, <laughs> and I am in an empty room right now. I don't know if yeah, you guys I was hear about to echoes. Say, you sound really awful right now. I am. Um, I'm <laughs> in an empty room. Uh, my my office nerd cave is my empire is crumbling. Uh, no. <laughs> We're doing some remodeling here, so the studio is a little bare at the moment. But unsecret
2: uh, Studio South is Se- secret Studio re- South is being renovated, remodeled. <laughs> remodeled. Um, but
1: uh, yeah, but so style, our apologies,
0: but yeah,
2: very nice. I I really and I went back. I, I'm I'm a comic guy, but I'm not you know I'm not reading them in vast droves, and I'm certainly not getting everything that's coming out. So I was not familiar with her work. So I had a look, and I'm like, yes, this this is fine. Yeah, this is yeah. very good. We'll do nicely, it. Um,
0: and I feel like you know uh, Eric has really set the tone for these characters. Uh, really yeah. teed things up nicely, um, uh, you know. Because again, I know that the the voices of the characters was a little bit of an issue. Like how are Aaron and Abby different from each other? And they've really started to kind of come into their own. You're really starting to get a sense of you know the neurotic aaron and the sort of uh uh mate uh, doting um maybe a little too bossy abby uh yeah, so yeah den mothery d- yeah den mother that's what i was looking for yeah um i was like motherly i mean that sounds like she's nurturing and nice that's not what i'm looking for who is a writer not me um so uh you know i think i think it's going to be really fun i'm i'm excited for this and i like the fact that it's a mini series again i like that it's a five issue mini um and then they can re shift and retool and maybe they can now join back up and we do another ongoing with the rest of the ghostbusters or t- something yeah. i think it's it's giving them a lot of great flexibility why where is the original team are are trusty eric and dan and tom and louis where are they going what are they doing they are doing another Ninja Turtles crossover, so there's going to be a sequel to the TMNT Ghostbusters. Uh, God, was it two years ago now at this point? When, when did the original wheel. one come out? It it's may have been even that been wheel.
2: three years. Yeah, it's been- go ninja, go ninja. <laughs> Sorry, what? You shut <laughs> me off on a teenage mutant you're, ninja, you're uh, ninja turtles soundtrack mode. Uh, yeah, it was two years ago. Two years ago, right? Yeah. Oh boy, it might might be pushing into three a little bit, but yeah, it was it was in the midst of the run up to the new movie. To the new so, movie, yeah. So can't be more than three years. Uh,
0: so also, this is going to be another five week event, uh, five issues,
2: another miniseries. Yeah. Um, Do you think they- they're tied? Do you think rather than a a, a monthly, they're jumping something that runs? from mini to mini to mini oh I uh, maybe like a big crossover event I don't know about a big crossover but at least something that kind of just I mean the universes are kind of <sighs> um, merging together here and there um,
0: well, so knowing knowing that Eric has teased who who is the big bad in Ghostbusters 101 and we've got another issue that's coming out in about a week's time here and we still kind of are unclear on that. I'm wondering, I wonder if we do, like it sets up a big cataclysmic event and they've got to call in reinforcements, uh, dimension X invades, or I don't know what's going to happen, but they have to call on the, the Ninja Turtles. And yeah, I, I almost wonder if like yeah. 101 ends exactly where these two miniseries, uh, start.
2: Yeah. At the same time, the the one no, actually, sorry, my mistake. We've actually seen two covers now. We've uh, somebody who was it? I can't remember. But well, there's uh, uh,
0: there's a Dan. Dan's got there's one a of the Dep- covers. Birdan
2: yeah. number one cover, and then we saw the 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 actual untouched, unbranded uh, art for a cover, and it looked like a. It looked like it might be kind of the return of one of the Japanese ghosts. Ancient oh. Japanese deities from uh, de- de- deities from the original crossover. Okay, that's interesting. that also makes sense too. If you have a crossover, you know, if you have something that brings them together thematically, you know, something ninja-y and ghosty, right? And then yeah. it, it makes kind of sense that it would kind of return back too. But uh, I don't know. At the exact same time, they it, moving ahead. It's not exactly the worst way to do things, is to. You know, channel surf on us for a while. you know what I mean? Like, and <laughs> yeah. have, have, even if it's just loose connections, we know the way Eric and Dan create these things. There's a lot of, at a minimum, little references
1: there's to threads. what's come before. Yeah. Yeah. But um, I
0: don't know. No, it's a, it's a good way to go about things, like you say. I mean, and uh, at least until. 2019 where we're starting to get more of the continuity and, and things like that are happening. It's a good way to sort of fill that time with these miniseries as well. So I'm, I'm excited about yeah. that. Um, so, so to coincide with the crossover, the other big announcement at the panel <laughs> were these action figures. Uh, huh. so, all right. What, what's your impression of it Because, okay, so here's the action figures. If you haven't seen them, they are, again, hearkening back to the old Playmates days in 1987 through 1992, roughly, uh, where there was every variant of Michelangelo, Donatello, Leonardo, and Raphael that was humanly possible. Um, we have the Ghostbuster. They're calling them the uh, Ninja Ghostbusters. Ninja Ghostbusters, yes. uh, so, And instead of this being... The Ninja Turtles as Ghostbusters. This is the Ghostbusters as Ninja Turtles. Ninja Turtles, yes. Which, and, and the reason I make that very clear distinction is this is not like Michelangelo's face wearing like Peter Vankman's costume. This is Bill Murray as Peter Vankman with his head molded to kind of look like a turtle <laughs> when well, he's
2: wearing the costume.
0: Or, or okay, like a mold, this, like a morph between the two.
2: Yeah, and see, I'm not. The only thing that kind of leads in that direction is that they gave it this very specific name of Ninja Ghostbusters. Right. Whereas yeah. in the past, we've seen uh, Star Trek. I think we mentioned Star Trek T.M.N.T. Yeah. What else? Uh, the Universal Monsters. Universal and literally monsters. the Universal Monsters. But um, even like
0: on the Star Trek ones, like Leonardo is Spock and they gave him a wig, but he's still Leonardo. Yeah. It's still Leonardo's face,
2: you know? Yeah. Are, are we are you sure it's like these still kind of look like turtle heads and faces with with, you know, uh, they, wigs and mustaches.
0: Kind of. <laughs> like, but I mean, their faces are
2: sculpted. I mean, d-
0: like Raphael. Has this vaguely like he's kind of Winston and he does ha- he's got the mustache, you're right, he's got kind of like yeah. they've dressed them up with the facial hair and stuff like that. But and maybe it's just in the facial expressions that they've given them too, like you know, Venkman <laughs> slash Michelangelo has this sort of like sheepish, uh,
2: you know, coy Bill Murray grin.
0: Um, the only
2: thing that will put this to rest. If it's that for some reason in the mini series they have to disguise themselves as the Ghostbusters, <laughs> that's it. That's, that's all it. that'll do it. Some
0: kind of punker. Um, <laughs> yeah, I. I don't know. I mean, it's I, I'm on the I,
2: like I I'm. You sound like you're you're not into them.
0: I'm not. Well, <laughs> the funny thing is, I'm into them, but I don't necessarily like. They're. I'm like, oh, that's cute, but I'm not necessarily going to purchase those. It's almost like the.
2: It's the same oh, way okay. I feel towards the mini mates. You know, I'm like, so, oh, that's
0: that's a cool idea, but I, I don't I don't okay. feel the need to right. break out the wallet. So and purchase this and is right away.
2: you're internalizing some sort of fan conflict. Is what this is? You that feel might, like you feel like you should be buying them, but since you're not, you're expressing it as if you don't like them. Don't do yeah, that. Like them. Yeah. Exactly. Love them. Don't I don't I have like to buy them.
0: I don't have to purchase them. It's you know everybody wants to react with things like shut up and take my money. I'm like oh well yeah I mean I I don't I don't know that I necessarily like I would rather set that money aside for the layaway plan on the Blitzway Ecto, which is going <laughs> to take me another like ten See, to twelve it's not, years. It's not,
2: like, it's not like we talked about the Hollywood collectibles. Uh, uh, what is it quarter scale ghostbusters and went I I just don't just don't know I don't, as a way of saying yeah. I can't afford that so I'm just gonna <laughs> You can say it. They're very cool. I can't I can't afford that. I'm can't not gonna afford buy that. It. Yeah. I don't know that I'll get them either necessarily. I just I do think they're they're pretty cool. Um Playmates. Although that makes a certain amount of sense because has Playmates always been making the figures? Because oh, didn't yeah. I mean, they make Playmates, them originally?
0: yeah, since day one has been the and Ninja Playmates, Turtles. Uh, and yeah. Playmates, way back when, used
2: to hold the Star Trek license. So that, right. makes, that right. makes a certain amount that of sense. That makes sense.
0: And this, so this also now makes sense with the Nickelodeon tease that we talked about last week. Uh, we That's were trying right. to figure out... What, what are these toy people talking about with Nickelodeon? Well, here here is that tie-in because Nickelodeon now stamps their name on everything that's Turtles. So uh, that, yeah, that makes a whole that's lot probably of what sense. That is. But uh, I mean, I, look, the the figures look great. <laughs> they look like they have really great accessories. Um, they do. They have that really cool novelty that it's like, oh my God, it's the Turtles as Ghostbusters. You know, yeah. almost, you know, like, uh, we just watched Conan, uh, doing his show from, from Comic-Con and he's got the Funko pops of him as a Jedi Knight. And I'm like, Oh, that's really, that's funny. That's really cute. I don't necessarily need that, but that's a great idea. Yeah. Uh, it's that same, same sort of thing. Um, Dude, last
2: year uh, there was a Ghostbuster Conan. So, and there
0: was, yeah. And same thing. I was like, Oh, that's really funny. But I, I didn't, I'm not paying
2: the $500 <laughs> on eBay say. for yeah, exactly. you know, what those go for. So, um, well, as long as I'm allowed to refer to them as the middle-aged scientific Ghostbuster Turtles, I'm in. <laughs> yes, we will allow that, yeah. I don't know how sold I am on the Ninja
0: Ghostbusters. Ninja I Ghostbusters. Well, I mean, I think the good news, too, is we've uh, we've seen, like, Ghost Corps is very excited about these. I feel like this is something that they've now been able to sort of shepherd from start to finish. So, um, it might be a good indicator of, like... How, how that machine is now working, how it's like, oh, you know what? We're going to do a, a crossover with the IDW Turtles, and then we're going to do merchandise to tie in with it. That's the kind of strategy and stuff that was missing in the past, which yeah, I think this is a good indication of, look at, um, if you're a Star Wars fan, look at Shadows of the Empire, how they did that whole uh, merchandising tie in with the novel. And that was sort of their test to start kind of feeling out the waters for doing the new movies. I almost feel like this is a good sort of training wheel scenario for you know what what Ghost Core is going to do in the future moving on like here's yeah a tie in event and here's some merchandise to go along with it and we'll kind of build upon that which that's cool I, I like that if if you look at it through that lens it's it's really cool.
2: And the other thing to note on the turtles too is besides the figures themselves, selves <laughs> I me talk good too have have more beer <laughs> mm, um, beer. They come with little ghost figures and and by all accounts, from what we can see in the pictures, really good looking packs too. So you're not just getting the the figure, but they come with a really great looking proton pack, accessories, and and some movie reminiscent uh, ghosts to go with it. So uh,
0: and like the packaging has Stay Puft on it, or I didn't get to see the packaging before we started recording, but oh, um,
2: well, uh, let me go have a quick look here.
0: It was very tiny the
2: picture we had. Yeah, uh, there, and there
0: were a few. We saw the ones that were at the panel, and then uh, the official the Ninja Turtles uh, Twitter account uh, blasted out some photos, and those were just the individual character shots. And so there's there's been yeah. a few different sources on these, but
2: uh, I'll find this. I'll find this. Okay, I will. I swear. Uh, or maybe not.
0: Maybe no, it's that's alright what's we, uh, okay so we have so much more merch that we have to I get know. to we have like two pages of merch to talk about oh so uh, how far are we
1: <laughs> today's halfway. the day we go <laughs> for three hours halfway.
0: no 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 <laughs> no we're not going for three all right buckle so let <laughs> buckle up people um so okay so there were some other reveals uh diamond select has been showing off their uh action figures on the the showroom floor uh, they have another diorama set up the same way that they did with the, the temple, uh, whatever that was last year and the year before uh, mm-hmm. this is the firehouse play set. It looks awesome. I mean, yes. it's a, aside from a little nitpicky in the color things. And I'm wondering if it's just a photo issue, but it, the, the, the facade that they are building looks great in um, terms of the detail, in terms of the sign that's going to be there for Ghostbusters two or Ghostbusters one. Um, I, you know, again, I'm wishing that I was not in the middle of renovations to downsize things because I want room to put this diorama up there. Ah, that would be amazing. But we also got our first look at the Janosch figure, which uh, I did see Peter McNichol commented on. Uh, some, somebody sent it to him and he said, uh, you've been immortalized in plastic. And he responded with something like, oh, I wondered what that uneasy feeling I've had for the last couple of years has been. Um <laughs> But uh, so Janos looks really great. He's wearing his trench coat and uh, the face sculpt on him is actually pretty good. The Janos sculpt is is not too bad. He's a tough one to, to get down. So um, I, I'm, I'm really digging that. Then we also saw the Winston with slime blower, uh, Egon in his charcoal uniform and Peter in his charcoal uniform, Um, and then the, uh, Vigo figure we had seen before, but we get a lot of really great photos of him and he, he looks like the best sculpt out of the bunch, man. Vigo is just killing it. Did I lose you again? No, I'm still here. Oh, you're there. Uh. I'm
2: exercising one of my discretionary, I ramble too much and I worry that sometimes I'm talking over Troy, so... (laughs) I'll no, let Troy okay. talk.
0: Uh, how how did you feel towards the uh, the figures? What what were your impressions? Because Yanosh, uh, that's one of the figures I've been waiting for for a long time, which is a weird thing to say, man. But I really want a Yanosh action figure.
2: Yeah, no, they they absolutely look look good. I'm in for a penny in for a pound. Um, I think I mentioned before, I'm not a huge action figure guy. Yeah. Um, when it comes to being a collector. But having gotten the first movie set, I think I'll go... F- the second movie set looks really great. I'll get that, And then I'll be happy. I'll be content. Yeah, you gotta. You gotta do it. Um, I don't know where the hell I'm gonna put the temple, let alone <laughs> the fire
0: hall. <laughs> You're gonna have to stack them on top of each other. Yeah.
2: yeah. <laughs> or maybe I'll just leave them in the boxes and stare at them and pretend I know...
0: Yeah, they do look pretty good on a shelf
2: with those the spines the way that they do. The spines do them, look so, yeah. yeah. It really it's um, like the world's fattest book library or something like that. It's just... <laughs> Uh, no, but it does look great, and I was delighted to see that we had more than, like, one figure in a cardboard, tiny, right. tiny cardboard yeah. cutout this time. so oh, obviously, they came out swinging.
0: Yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, and, uh, you know, Winston has a new face sculpt, obviously, because they had to uh, get rid of his mustache, um, which, <laughs> to all of you who made fun of me for asking about the mustache, I, I'm just saying,
2: you have and to, to, to their, re-sculpt an action figure, so it's a big deal. It's To their credit, a it's not the first time, either, that they've... Um, they've listened and uh yes i seem to recall going back to when we first heard about the the initial series there was a lot of kerfuffle uh that whatever reference photos they were using uh were from ghostbusters 2 so they ended up with it was winston too i think some they put out a picture of winston and everybody went why does he have the ghostbusters 2 uh angle flashlight and lifeguard on his belt (laughs) Yeah, no, wait went, a minute. Wait, what? Yep. Stand by. Uh, so same thing again. Uh, and I almost there.
0: feel like they've tweaked with the the Ray uh, face sculpt as well. Did you notice that too, or am I just like imposing something upon the photos here? But I did know, not
2: notice, but I didn't look very hard. Well, so
0: we had we had talked about because uh, when they first revealed some photos of the Stance action figure and he was wearing the the Christmas uh, like Santa hat. Uh, we were like, oh, I know exactly what photo they used for reference on that. And it's kind of a weird photo because he's making a strange face. And so he looked right. really creepy in the the one that they now he still looks a little creepy in the in the figure <laughs> that they've got on the on the uh, exhibit hall floor, but um, not not quite as bad. I feel like they did a little bit of refining. So, uh, yeah, they may be listening on that front as well. Um, but yeah, very, very cool. Um, the, so the big surprise that came out of, we'll, we'll talk about Blitzway in a second because I'm saving that to last, but, uh, <laughs> the big surprise that came out, uh, Hollywood collectibles is now showing off uh, a pair of ecto goggles and a ghost and a trap trap. And these yes. are beauties. Like these are like one-to-one, uh, prop replicas, replicas, Uh, No information on them. They just sort of put them in their display case with a coming soon tag. So, you know, this is kind of their big announcement that they're doing those. But
2: they're uh, awesome. They look really good. They do look really good. And they, again, this fan uh, cynicism thing, uh, one of the early examples was when Mattel put their props out was when people started nitpicking little things about it. And I think it was because Mattel tried to split the difference between a prop that people could show off as a prop or even cosplay with as a prop while essentially putting out a toy. Yeah, it's still These, an, an adult collector toy, I think, was the differentiation they tried to make. Yeah. yeah, this seems to be a step up away from the toy aspect. These things are very dead serious. I don't yeah. think that it, they tried to shave corners here and there to in order to put in you know little slimer light lenses in the the goggles it just i think the goggles in the trap were just designed to look really awesome as goggles in yeah, a trap just
0: you know i mean spot spot on and hollywood collectibles has been doing like they did the statue of slimer with the the hotel cart and you know they're they're really doing some bang up work uh, again mm-hmm. very expensive bang up work um like their quarter inch uh quarter scale figures um that's right but uh so yeah so more more on those when we have them but check them out because the photos are fantastic the um the southland ghostbusters were there for a preview night and so they've put a whole bunch of photos up there and they look really really great so check those out A novos uh speaking of prop prop replicas have me speak good. Um, <laughs> they uh, they released uh, a surprise as well. They've got Zener cards, you know Venkman's cards that he holds up while he's doing his uh, telekinesis experiments at the beginning of the original film. Um, he uh, we, we've we've been able to purchase those. You know AJ at GB fans has been pretty good about keeping those in stock, but uh, they've got their official licensed Ghostbusters uh, version of the Zenner cards uh, that they're selling for ten bucks. Very affordable, very cheap. They're on their website now. It was a one of those like, "Hey, San Diego Comic Con, here's something that's available for everybody to buy right now." Uh, one of those yes. kind of surprises. So very for a mere ten dollars. Yeah, exactly. Very an affordable. You know, compared to the Hollywood collectibles uh, stuff,
2: very affordable. Yeah, a uh, bit of a bit of a, a little bit of a of poetic license or whatever you want to call it with their design there. In that, the cards are the standard cards but they designed a special Peter, Dr. Peter Rankman's World of the Psychic uh, pack for them. <laughs> right, the box, are, yeah. The, the box, the pack that they come in. Uh, so, I, I, yes, it's a little, well, I mean, we never saw how they were packaged in the first one or how many he had and all that sort of thing, we, although I guess he does announce a number, so we could figure out what a deck is and all that. But at the end of the day, there was just the cards. Uh, yeah. So it was a nice yeah. little touch for them to go, do we make it sound scientificy? Is it? Do we keep it boring like it would be in real life? Or, Put and it in the world said, a little bit, yeah. You know, he's a bit of a con man, salesman, and had his own show, but it's like, phenomenal. let's just pretend it was a merch so they made they made uh meta merch is what they made and i'm yeah, all for meta that. merch
0: i'm i'm down with it. i mean this is where you know if you went into spencer's gifts it would just say like ghostbusters psychic cards and it would have like the style guide stuff on it and they they went yeah. the extra mile so so good on them uh kudos for that so uh check those out those are on the Innovos website now i forgot to order mine today and i'm kicking myself i hope they're still in stock when i go after we record here um. What else? Oh, spirit. Okay. So, spirit. The Halloween stores. This kind of slipped under the radar somehow, and not a lot of people picked yeah. up on it. But they, um, at the panel, the IDW panel, they had a Slimer statue that's kind of vaguely reminiscent of the NECA Hollywood Collectibles one that uh, came out uh, last year, but. Um, it looks like a foam foam rubber prop that's going to be sold in the spirit uh, Halloween, hol- Halloween stores. God, I'm having a tough time tonight. Um, <laughs> it's
2: the whiskey. I apologize, but so uh, so they've got. Should the, I should I drink some, an alcoholic beverage that will numb my tongue? Yes. What could possibly yes, go should. wrong? What could go yeah. wrong?
0: Uh, so yeah, so Spirit Halloween stores are going to have that, uh, Slimer, uh, they're also going to have an inflatable stay puffed costume, which they posted a photo of, kind of Ivan Reitman looking a little uncomfortable next to a model in the, uh, inflatable costume uh, that they were showing off <laughs> in the Spirit Twitter account. It wasn't super inflated. It was, um, yeah, it was kind of, kind of flat and... It, I'm I think to, the eyes are actually your eyes, so he kind of looks dead, speaking of the eyes being the uncanny valley.
2: <laughs> it uh, It's not... Yeah, I I don't know if something wasn't fired up or something. I'm trying to find out more information about it. But it's. Um, if it's inflatable, I don't know that they had it turned on because it doesn't look like the it's currently not available... Quite,
0: yeah. Or maybe they caught it as it uh, was deflating one. in the, the terrible maybe. San Diego heat or something. But, but
2: you nailed the... Right on the head uh, about the Slimer. It looks really great, really detailed, and it's been scaled down to maybe half the size he is in the movie. Yeah, it kind of looks
0: like it might be the size of like a basketball. Based, based upon yeah. it sitting on the table at the panel, it looks like it's it's about that size. So, And uh, I
2: suspect instead of sp- spending $600 on it, you could pick <laughs> it up for... Uh, 60 bucks
0: yeah 100 bucks under 100 bucks would be my guess
2: uh, it's Spirit of Halloween and the stuff they have there is it, not, even the costumes aren't particularly super expensive so yeah cyber figure yeah. but they licensed it I'd say you know around this 50 60 bucks probably. probably fair so it's but it looks great.
0: It looks really great, and then it's funny you should bring up the costumes because as we are recording this, um, we are not privy to what they look like, but we do know that they are in the process of being announced. Uh, There are going to be new costumes, jumpsuits, um, and proton packs that are going to be unveiled uh, from the Spirit of Halloween stores, Um, and the proton packs are going to have lights and sounds, and they're actually going to be kind of more along the lines of the, what was it, the Ruby's? deluxe costume how did they differentiate what did they say that that was like their oh, heritage costume or
2: yeah something like, something that? like that um it, super detailed yeah Didn't so detailed, much that it was a rubies uh, costume
0: yeah like in between like it's not in an a novos hollywood collectibles one-to-one gonna cost you no. a thousand bucks pack but it's probably gonna be a little more affordable and and still not look like you're wearing a balloon animal proton pack on your back, you know, it's going to be a little bit in between there.
2: Yeah. The other one and the costumes, the, the, the jumpsuits themselves were kind of a step up from the, the cheapo uh, painter, you know, painter jumpsuit. A little more accurate.
0: Uh, but you know, again, not, not if for everybody that's out there with your Nomex flight suits and, uh, the packs that you have painstakingly created, uh, this is not meant to infringe upon all of your hard work. You know, I remember when the Mattel <laughs> stuff came out and it was like, well, now everybody's going to have a trap. And no, this is this is for uh, the casual fans. This is for the people that are going to their uh, sorority and frat parties uh, and they want to be dressed up as Ghostbusters. That that's a little yeah. bit more for them. But, uh, I, but again, I hope. Sorry, go ahead. I was going to say, I, I feel like strength in numbers, man. Like, if there's people running around in these Spirit of Halloween packs and, and costumes, I'm all for it. I'm, you know, it's a fan is a fan. I don't care if they're happy.
2: Accurate. Yeah, I'm perfectly happy with the guys in the inflatable ones, really. I mean, yeah, they put in minimum effort, but the key word is effort <laughs> they yeah. are they have slightly distinguished themselves from the guy who's walking down the street who says yeah i saw it i'm a big fan <laughs> it's like well a fan enough to put on a jumpsuit and an inflatable pack well no, sure not right it then. could be a lot worse like i've seen a lot of a few
0: homemade like especially when i was a kid and we were running around uh, trying to be the real ghostbusters and i had my jan sport backpack and a flashlight like come on yeah like, at least it's a little step up from that
2: but there's a Yes, there's something to be said that if we're going to carry this obsession into adulthood that we're going to try and apply our increasing discretionary cash and skills and determination and ability to focus and not need a nap in the afternoon, although that does tend to come back <laughs> uh, at a certain point in one's life. I um, a nap, yeah. But at the same time, it's... Yeah, It's like you say, it's an open party. If if somebody can only kind of come in under... And the thing is, is I think people forget how much those first little steps, if they get a positive reaction, lead to people moving to something more. Do you know yeah, what I mean? Like yeah. The number of people who uh, put together a simple, you know, do-it-yourself... Uh, there was a term for it that I don't know how thrilled I am, but they called it like a...
0: Like the Home Depot packs, the garbage pack, or something yeah. like that. Like just
2: yeah. just them together with bits pack. of yeah. yeah. That's a start. That is a first testing the water step to can I make something? Go out and wear it. How much do I enjoy it? Return and and replace. And people forget that people who had even really great looking packs over the years, as thing got re- things got refined and researched, revealed new things, they. They scrapped them and moved on to another one. Right? Sure, like it's, just, yeah. it's just it's 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 open to as far as you want to go. Todd and I don't know if I don't know if he wants me saying. Well, no, he had pictures. Screw it, it was public. So Todd <laughs> of the Ghostbusters of British Columbia, he had the the flight suit for the longest time and no pack. So he had every he his first initial step was get the jumpsuit. Easy enough patches. Good, uh, got himself the uh, like the hose and the belt. He he yeah, made the, gun the pistol uniform. Belt and, yeah, uh, and he got that far. Had no pack, and there was quite a while that he you know I'd see him at you know we'd meet up at outdoor screenings and all that, and he'd be wearing one of the um, the the school backpacks, proton pack backpacks, uh, which as it turns out is incredibly handy. If you're not going to have like an actual prop backpack, having one that you can stuff, you oh, know, yeah. It's uh chips you know. into <laughs> And that was his that was his fill in. And and again I've made this argument over and over and over again. Kids don't give a crap. They thought he was the best. <laughs> I mean he is the best. You're the best, Todd. But the point oh, is, is that he got into the uniform and, you know, he projected he projected the the fandom and the and, and the franchise and the kids loved it. So yeah, but yeah, the kids love it. But the kids love us. Yeah. So, so uh,
0: so and and the kids can wear these. I mean, that's that's the other thing too. Is yeah. I'm sure they will come in adult and child
2: sizes. So so for the, the point next is, generation, is, yeah. you know, we they're, have. The, we have the we have the really expensive ones they have made for the longest time we have those slightly more expensive heritage uh line whatever they're called there there is the step up to a Novos if you want to buy off the shelf there but now there is this there is this second tier in between the you know heritage and the lower tier that you Yeah. Can,
0: so more I'm more on that. those I mean again we we haven't seen them yet as we're talking about them but uh uh we will see them in about uh 4 hours
2: time here so uh <laughs> I will we say will this know. I will say this, and that's that I think... Spir- actually, you know what? This is going to be my final thought.
0: Oh, all right. Yeah, save I'm, it. I'm making it out. I'm saving it. it. Write it down. Save it for a rainy day. Oh, yeah. Uh, so, all right, we've got, we've got uh, one more merch thing and then two other news items. So let's get into the merch. Uh, this is the Blitzway news item. This is what I have teased and we have actually referred to and there is a good chance you probably already know what we're talking about, but Blitzway has shown off quite possibly. Ooh. You know how when the Playmobil uh, Ecto came out, it was like, oh, this is the best Ecto ever. It's, gonna be, <laughs> it's got the lights and it's got the sounds. And uh, Blitzway is like, hold on a minute. Hold my beer. Uh, <laughs> let me show you what we've got in store. Uh, this thing is giant. It is a one-sixth scale. Is that right? Yep. Ecto-1. Uh, it is on display at the, uh, the SDCC uh, Exhibit Hall, which means that it's on a table by itself. It's yeah. huge. It's ridiculously
2: large. Um, it is, uh, if you'd like to know, since somebody asked, how big is it? I went back and looked up what the real-life Miller Meteor's length is, and yes. of course it's one-sixth, and we all know math, uh, 42 inches long, roughly. 42 inches long forty two inches long that's
0: that's ridiculous that's that's a small human that's, yeah, that's uh, th- three
2: and a half to three and three quarter wow. feet long
0: unbelievable I mean it looks great I mean the the yeah. video that we've seen the interior it's got the the um the Ferno Washington rack that's got all the packs on it and it's got all of the the gear on the inside. And, you know, so as somebody who has been pouring over every detail of the Ectomobile for almost a year now, a little, little less than a year, uh, it's got everything. I mean, it is so detailed down to, uh, the way that the lights light up and, and they've really done their homework on this thing. So, um, that also means it's going to be incredibly expensive um, it is huge. <laughs> uh, it has lights. Yes, it rolls. I would imagine. Uh, we have not asked them, but uh, all of all of the people that have uh, endured the uh, calamity that was the Maddie Collector Ectomobile that's that's been the go to joke. Um, <laughs> so I'm I'm pretty sure it rolls for the amount of money that you're going to be paying for it. Yes, it, I'm sure. Much, it rolls. How much do you think it costs? Well, so here's of course everybody is throwing around the 4,800 joke. Uh, Because I think that would be very funny and also appropriate. I don't (laughs) think it's far off. (laughs) I don't think it's that far off. That's the funny thing. Like this thing's going to be at least 2000 bucks. It's gotta be really expensive, right?
2: Yeah. It's a tricky one. Um,
0: didn't they did a, at one point they did a one six scale DeLorean and it wasn't Blitzway. It was another company, but I, uh, that one was at least a thousand, if not like 1200,
2: I my guess is oh podcast bet? Po- yeah, Look, podcast bet it. Let's put our money let's, down. Let's do
0: an over under on this. Yeah.
2: Uh, let's see. Uh, I would say about 2500. Ooh.
0: That's my number. I'll go I'll do the $1. I think it's going to be a l- I think it's going to be less than two grand. I think that that's think? probably their ceiling. Yeah, I think it's got.
2: See, this is the thing. We don't know how uh, many they're making. Well, that's the other. Yeah, how many of these are there? That's we don't know anything it's, about that this, either. It's difficult. Like if this is like a den for men, there's only going to be 500 in the world. My 2500 is not too far off. These these are like. Remember, I, I think I mentioned in podcasts way back that there is a a shadow fandom of guys who love the movie, but they don't interact with the online fan right. and all this. They've got and, their
0: rec room basements that have the entire T 800 endoskeleton, uh, standing in the corner. And yeah, yeah. Uh,
2: to which I found out about because they were, would occasionally reach out to me for some of the items I have that are, uh, entirely unique pieces from the movie and stuff like that. They are these guys that, uh, <laughs> or, uh, another good example is, um, adam savage made a uh did he make one or was he invited to see i think oh that's what it was he made his um blade runner um uh, uh the pistol t- t- the decker P- the decker P- P-K-D. pistol yeah. yeah philip k dick yeah the pkd Pistol that Deckard has. He made one as close as he could ever figure out from all, you know, with his skills and expertise. And he was invited when he uh, revealed it to the world by a gentleman to come look at the one from the movie. Yeah. And again, so there are these guys that are fans. They're just like us, they're nerds. They have a few extra zeros in their bank account. (laughs) (laughs) And by a few, I mean (laughs) a lot, many. Uh, and this is, and that's what they do. They, 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 so that, I think that's where this goes. I think what you're yeah. targeting is a relatively low number of guys and gals. It's mostly guys, let's be honest, but uh, that have a serious amount of cash. I, I'm like you. I, I can see it being maybe 1,500, depending on how many they're making. But I suspect that this is – because remember, they're the ones making these really incredibly detailed uh, 12-inch figures as well. Right. Right. We don't know we don't know much about them except that the other figures they make are incredibly incredibly detailed and incredibly expensive. So Well that's that's another good point too. We still don't know anything about their figures
0: and those were announced two years ago at this point. Like I wonder I the other thing I'm wondering too is if it's so limited, if it's so selective. Because remember, at one point when when Sideshow started doing their stuff, they would put these amazing things out on display, and there would never be prices, there would never be release dates, and everybody at, at San Diego Comic-Con would take a photo of it, um, but I never saw anybody buy them, and I was always wondering, like, what, who's buying these things? Um, yeah. So, I wonder if that's kind of what it is at this point. It's like the Adam Savages of the world, the Chris Hardwick's of the world come up and be like, I want one. And they go like, great. You'll have it in six to eight months. We have to custom build it for you. Like that kind of thing.
2: Um, yeah. If they're custom, custom building it, then the, I would then bump then my estimate right. up to yeah, four Then 4, is, yeah, <laughs> 4,800 is pretty appropriate, would pretty be my guess. So, um, uh,
0: yeah. But so, it's, it's sweet. I mean, it's it's unbelievable. I mean, they really did. they They poured a lot of work, a lot of detail into this thing. So if you yeah. are... Well, if you're listening to this now, the comic con's over and I'm sorry you can't see it. But uh, for those of you that were lucky enough to see it, uh, you know, I, I, I envy you. I wish like I didn't go down and then as soon as I saw that, I'm like, I really wish I could see that up close. That looks really awesome.
2: so i would I would like to put forth one more argument, yeah, towards yeah. my my bet, which is why I think it's going to be a higher price, uh, higher uh, higher purchasing, higher tax bracket. Collector, let's put it that way, and that goes back to its size. Yeah. If you just got one, if I gave you one right now, I don't know where would you pull it in my actual garage. It would have to
0: be. It would be parked in my actual garage like a car. Yeah,
2: and I've seen I've fans share it online. We've seen their you know their dens, their game rooms, uh, where they put all their stuff, and some of these are people you know. Some people live, you know, uh, like I do in Vancouver or you in LA, so it's a much more compact, condensed uh, uh, living. Other places are, you know, more like Phoenix or Calgary, wherever, where there's, you know, houses are cheaper and lots of room. I'm not even sure they would. Without some serious consideration, oh, they'd have to stop and go. Where the hell am I going to put this? Yeah, you, you, you have these to things, dedicate a whole room to it. These things are so huge. It has to be somebody that's got one of the giant basements, or it's got the you know big furnished garage out back where they keep their you know two collectible motorcycles. You know the James Bond uh, <laughs> es, <you> know, esprit. <laughs> yeah, the Jay Leno garage that they exactly got, uh, yeah. right? Like. There you go. I mean, Who's going to buy one? Jay Leno's going to buy one. Jay Leno's going to buy one.
0: Well, and, and let me put it this way. Ghost Core. I don't even know where they put this in their lobby. Like, maybe behind uh, their receptionist. That's the only place that I think that they have room for that thing. It's they put it. In, it's they put it in
2: the middle of their conference table, <laughs> and then they just can't see one another. Yeah, and then the conference room table is
0: they completely right. useless. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, so anyway, so yeah, the Blitzway car, man. Check check it out if you haven't seen it. But uh, a good, good chance, if you're listening to this podcast, you've seen it. You've drooled over it, and then you share the same plight as Chris and I that... There's no way in hell that we can afford this thing. So well. it's sad, but it's true. And uh, you're in good company, guys. We will start a little support group for, for all of you. Um, okay, we're, we're over an hour. We got two more things, and one of them I I really want to talk about. So let's talk really quickly about the um, wonderful defunct land history of Ghostbusters Spooktacular, that video yes. that went up last week. It was an oral history really interesting chronology of, of the events that took place that led to the Ghostbusters spooktacular ride being installed at universal studios, Florida. Uh, there were some behind the scenes photos and things that I have not seen or heard, uh, which was agreed. Wonderful. Nice surprise! To see. There, great surprise. Um, that shout out to them because they actually linked to Ghostbusters HQ for the photo, uh, repository that we've got there. So, uh, you know, uh, hat tip to you guys for, uh, giving us the, the, extra, um, traffic, but yeah, go check this out. It's, it's a good 10 minutes, almost 15 minutes. Um, but with footage from the shows, uh, they, they do, they get into a little bit of the snarky cynical internet territory. Once they start talking about the Beetlejuice review and the extreme Ghostbusters shows. And, um, but you know, it's, it's, it's still very respectful for the most part of everything. Um, and, and really cool. I mean, there were, uh, there were things that I learned from this that I didn't know. And I've kind of been a, a close scholar of the Ghostbusters spooktacular since whatever, 95, 96, since that, fateful day that I was not able to actually see the show with my own two eyes and I regretted it every day. So, um, so yeah, I check, check that out. It's a great video. I, we won't play a clip here because it's, it's just something you have to to see and hear in your entirety. Um, but I want to talk about the second city Toronto reunion and I wanted to lead the show off with this. I wanted so badly for a whole show to be dedicated to this, but San Diego, <laughs> Ah, <sighs> you've thwarted us here, man. But uh this this in was way. in a good way. Yeah, in a really me, good baby. way. Thwart me, baby. But what it means is that what would have been our lead story has now been buried to the one hour fifteen mark of the show here. Uh so the the SCTV, Kids in the Hall, Saturday Night Live, uh you name it reunion spectacular that was done for charity for Dave Thomas's nephew. Uh, it happened this past week. It looked unbelievable, Chris, like this is one of those things I, you know, I look at people going to San Diego and I see them looking at the Blitzway car and I'm like, Oh yeah, I'm jealous of that. When I see the photos that came out of this thing, I genuinely like I am, that was a once
2: in a lifetime opportunity, um, Speaking of people with discretionary income greater than ours, oh
0: man! I mean, a thousand bucks a ticket. You know, this yep. was definitely a fundraiser, uh, and they we, did raise three hundred and twenty-five thousand dollars, which is I impressive. We
2: we didn't know. We didn't know what tickets were. You and I could only speculate, but we were trying to figure out how much they wanted to. You know, what's a good amount to raise? And I think. Somebody may have to correct us, but I think you and I said something like 500 bucks or something like that. Like, we figured it was one of those. Yeah. We we knew it were VIP
0: tickets that were in the, like, $2,000 range, so you had to figure it had to be somewhere around there.
1: Wow.
0: Yeah.
2: So, yeah, uh, well over a quarter of a a million dollars for spinal injury research and uh, uh, Dave Thomas's nephew there. It's, um, yeah, all the pictures that came out no video
0: sadly yeah no video and I, I think that's probably for good reason I think people are being respectful no camera phones obviously uh and and I do I have reason to believe that the second city Toronto they had to have filmed this this is like a historical thing <laughs> even yeah. if it's just for their archives <laughs> I was about to say
2: whether they share it or not is a different no. matter but
0: um but that's that's going to be a you know uh nobody passes around tapes anymore but that's going to be a digital file that lives in their archive that they pass to their alumni and and people yeah. that, you know, notable uh, notable comedians, I'm sure, will be seeking this
2: out. But And this uh, thing was notable enough, a big enough night, like a special enough night that even the people who were involved were giddy and taking selfies and all this wherever sure. they could. Um, I don't think Rick Mercer has ever been happier, frankly. Oh, my um, God. Yeah, that photo is just and not, And not only that, like as he pointed out, he was Jiminy Glick's uh target uh of choice for the evening <laughs> i don't and for American listeners, you may or may actually you may know who Rick Mercer is because either when we decide to comment on American politics, one of the people uh uh, that does it well is Rick Mercer and his uh, Rick's Rants. So you may have one of those. So if you ever seen like a curly haired, dark haired guy walking around a uh, spray painted alley and the cameras flipping around, MV, That's um, him. TV stuff. Yeah, and, and he's talking fast. With a little bit of an accent that you don't quite understand because it's not quite Boston, but it's close. <laughs> That's Rick Mercer uh, there. The other one is is you may have found out about him after the fact when he used to go down and uh, did a segment called "Talking to Americans," which we used to run up here, uh, where he would he would uh, ask very leading questions to make you all look very foolish. But which to be is fair, not hard. Yeah. To be fair, you did walk into it, but. Um, <laughs> Yeah, he's a noted satirist, comedian uh, up here, uh, Toronto-based, and uh, yeah, he turned out to be uh, Martin Short's uh, chimney. Yeah, the interviewee. Yeah, but and uh, yeah, he and he got a a sweet picture with himself with Rick Moranis and Dave Thomas, just grinning from ear to
0: ear. Oh, man. I mean, and again, the photos, like, there's there's a great photo of of Dave and, and Rick sitting in the Great White North set uh, with Dan Aykroyd behind them saying something. You know, like, there was some sort of sk- a sketch that they were doing that Dan Aykroyd was involved in. Yeah. Uh, that looked awesome. Then there were a bunch of photos. I mean, this thing was like, you know when they do the Saturday Night Live uh, anniversary reunion shows, and you're looking in the crowd, and you're like, oh, that's Tom Hanks, and he's sitting next to Steve Martin, and wow. Yeah. This was there's a group photo. I I want to say it's like of of Rick and Catherine O'Hara and uh, Eugene Levy and like four or five other people. And then in the the far corner, I'm like, wait, is that Neil Pert? Oh my god, that is Neil Pert. Like yeah. Rush was there, like Rush was there. Was there. Ian <laughs>
2: Thomas was there. Um, and by accounts, if I understand correctly, they were the band for uh, along with Paul Schaefer. Oh, really? Okay, so they for, were like the
0: house band then?
2: I guess. God, unbelievable. I wish somebody would put out some video cuz I'm dying to know. Uh, um, there's But if but if that's the case in terms of especially in Canadian terms, Paul Schaefer, Getty Lee, Neil Pert, Ian Thomas, uh, and probably they dragged more with them too. That's a, that's a one-night super group, if I've ever heard of one. Oh,
0: yeah. And and Paul Schaefer's been sort of touring around lately with his super group of session musicians as that's it is. That's right. So and I'm, his I'm, album that yeah. came out, yeah. Um, so, you know, and, Paul Schaefer and, and his hosers. Um, wow. <laughs> Paul Schaefer and the hosers, I like it. Uh, but, yeah, I mean, and and we know that Dan did a, a blues tune. Um, so, I mean, it just it sounds like a night to remember um, for everybody that was lucky enough to be there, i just man i hope everybody it doesn't sound like anybody took it for granted i don't feel like anybody was there like i'm just here because it's a tax write-off no i feel like everybody (laughs) celebrated uh these comedians they knew what they were experiencing they knew what the the event was for um
2: it was special enough just for the sctv crew to get back together
0: Jeez, yeah
2: let alone Bob and Doug specific, let alone Dan showing up, let alone, you know, Martin Short bringing out Jim Neagle, let alone kids in the hall. We didn't yeah. hear anything, but they were Nothing, there and yeah, did something. There.
0: So so let's talk really quickly about our, our friend Rick Moranis, uh, who yep. uh, we, we have said is not coming out of retirement for this. This is not... Uh, and, and so the, what I thought was really funny, there was an article, I think it was the CBC article that they were doing the roundup on, uh, that Rick Moranis, of course, when Dave Thomas asked him, you know, Hey, I'm doing this, would you mind, you know, coming? Do you want to donate or whatever? He was like, I'll, I'll be there. In fact, let's bring back Doug, Doug and Bob for this. Um, but, uh, Rick Moranis did not walk the red carpet. He Mm -hmm. wanted nothing to do with all of the publicity leading into it and all of the sort of see and, uh, uh, you know, paparazzi photos and stuff. He walked, he went through a back door. He didn't do any of that pomp and circumstance. Um, it, by all accounts, it sounds like he was fantastic that he enjoyed himself. He was up there on stage. He was his usual self. Uh, and then when the night was over, he left. Uh, it yeah. doesn't, doesn't sound like he hung around for the after party. sound oh, like just, you know, he's just being Rick Moranis, you know, just not being, being McRus, that Hollywood yeah. dude. And, I mean, <laughs> everybody says, what is he, a recluse? Is he is he no. too good for this? No. I mean, I, I am not a big fan of the red carpet stuff. I'm not a big fan of the after-party stuff. And I, I he, don't
2: blame him. He's... The thing is, is, he's also decided he wants this privacy. But the thing about being vaguely hermity in Hollywood is, the more you do it, and the longer you do it, the more desperately the press <laughs> wants to talk to you. So it's a given yeah. that had he shown up, he would have had to field questions about, you know, Ghostbusters answer to the call, right? And, Will exactly. They do more movies, and is this going to be more Bob and Doug stuff and stuff? Given that his whole thing is, is like, no, I'm just gonna yeah. do my own thing being and a dude yeah um, it, uh, it 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 caused a bit of a, a headache for the cbc in that uh people were giving them crap because they had a photo of uh dave thomas and uh, uh sorry martin short uh ostensibly the two guys who organized the evening yes yeah And they were on the red carpet, and they got their photo taken together, and the headline said, you know, Bob and Doug reunite. So it was this weird (laughs) mix, and then people were like, that's not Bob and Doug. How dare they, CBC, what a... Yeah. Well, I can see what's going on with the editor. It's like, well... Yeah. You know, Doug and Jiminy Glick reunite is not exactly the greatest you know, headline, and at the same time, there is no photo of uh, Bob and Doug on that evening, Uh, and the earlier... Because they did a the report of it's over and it made big money. They did use old you know photos of Bob right, and Doug. Right. For this one, they wanted and then they wanted to talk about the night itself. So they obviously wanted a photo from the night itself. Uh, all the press could get was from outside and no Rick. So they went. Yeah. With, it's an imperfect situation, but the amount of crap people gave <laughs> them, it's like, come on. Just,
0: yeah. Exactly. Well, that's that's the response that. Everything elicits now, which is kind of mildly annoying. But um, so yeah, three hundred and twenty-five
2: thousand dollars. That's three hundred
0: twenty-five thousand. Yeah, and and there were photos that came out later because people did end up taking their their phones out and taking photos, especially when the when everybody came out to take their bows at the end of the night. There's a great photo that you actually posted that's. Uh, like Dan and Rick kind of side by side with each other looking at each other and it's like oh that's cool like I'm sure this is the first time these guys have spoken in yeah. person f- for who knows how long
2: so it's obviously um, Dan talking fast about something and Rick listening <laughs> <laughs> yeah Rick Rick
0: being polite and uh, you know
2: not committing to anything so so once uh, again I'd like to point out Uh, I'd go as high as, let me see for that I'd spend 50 bucks for a blu-ray I, yeah
1: and I, w- that's a, I would that's actually a, spend a, more
2: yeah that's a no extras not in a book case or anything yeah. like that just i just want to see the evening and i would spend 50 bucks for it for Absolutely. charity yeah and and if it went to the spinal injury research uh
0: yeah i would i'd spend 100 125 bucks like whatever you know just to, yeah, to see agreed. it and to also contribute to this so um, so congratulations to those guys uh, For a very great cause uh, Hopefully it, it helps out uh, a great deal of people And uh, hopefully we get to benefit from Us, the little people get to benefit From that uh, amount of talent That was in one room And we get to see it someday Take off, do it, do it Oh, good day, I'm Bob McKenzie
2: This is my brother Doug How's it going, eh? We're those guys who talk over songs and record, remember? Yeah, here's another one Beauty, eh? <laughs>
0: Okay, don't talk here. Why not? Because the guy's gonna sing.
1: Hey! Maybe this beer was brewed by aliens and delivered to our planetoid. Beautiful. I'm sorry, we'll do it
2: again. We want to hear from you. Leave us a voicemail on our call-in line at 470-242-4742. That's 4702-GBHQIC. We also have a Facebook page
1: you do. and
2: Twitter accounts. Is dead. No kidding. Just give me the
1: address.
2: Search Facebook for the Ghostbusters. Interdimensional cross-trip. On Twitter, look for Troy at Ghostbusters HQ and Chris at Proton Charger. Like what you hear, please take a moment to give us a review on iTunes. Be sure to recommend us to your friends. That makes good sense. Don't wait another minute. Pick up your phone and call the professional. Once again, our call in line is 4702 GBHQIC.
0: That ought to do it. Thanks very much,
1: Ray.
2: I watched Strange Brew, uh, Strange Brew over the weekend. Oh, nice! And I, and I always forget that Ian Thomas, because uh, hey, when your brother is Ian Thomas, well, you get him yeah. to do the theme of song. Course. I Why forgot not? how very not Ian Thomas, because Ian Thomas is not quite that.
0: 80s synth pop kind of music, but hey, he had fun with it. I love that. Yeah, song. it's a good song. It's a
2: good song. So
0: you said you had a final thought that you jotted down. Ooga, what? Ooga, 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 ooga. Sorry, was, what? was it the Strange Brew song? No. No.
2: Oh, okay. uh, my thought was, so Spirit of, or Spirit Halloween. I keep saying Spirit of Halloween. I keep but saying Spirit Halloween, Spirit of Halloween too. Yeah, just, it just rolls off the tongue. I think they may have been several years ago, and I think oh, they tightened up the simplified. name. But yeah. that's just my excuse for being sloppy <laughs> and lazy about these things. Um, so they get the slimer, they get the costume, they sell all the ruby stuff generally. Um, and over the last few years, I I go in general because I love Halloween, and I've there's always at least a little Ghostbuster or something. I've picked up plastic tumblers, yeah, little shot uh, glasses, shot glasses. Yeah. uh, A a can, a beer koozie, right? Yeah, Miller Time koozie. Um, whatever you call them, cozy, koozie, cozy. I would like to float the suggestion. This is my final thought that perhaps this Halloween is too soon, but we got a year and a bit before next Halloween, which is the important year Halloween. Um, I think this like Spirit Halloween should have a. Like kinda dial in on a Ghostbusters section that year. Yeah, why you know not? Mean? They've
0: probably got the merch for it
2: now. Yeah. They and they're building it. So they got a year, you know, next year they can build up more. So yeah, you know what I mean? Like I they every time you go into one of those places, you know, they their their business model, brilliant, is find some, you know, mid box or big box that's gone out of business. Not a big box; they never fill a big box, but a mid box. You know what I mean, yeah. like a yeah, like, like a, a blockbuster a, a, uh, yeah. or a large or a large uh, Footlocker or something like that. And they uh, they move in for you know the month of September and October, and then they're out. That's it, two months. Um, and they have their shelves and they have their walls and racks and all that. And they in the in the, at the start hitting in the door, they have displays. Like large, vaguely haunted house esques and fenced off yards where they can put their, uh, you know, one hundred and fifty dollar animatronic zombie and stuff like that that you can, to, I don't know who buys those. They're brilliant, but they're really good. Yeah, I've never seen anybody purchase them. Yeah, Um, but yeah, do one of those, like fire hall and put up the containment uh, unit and yeah. yeah and sell sell the stuff there point of purchase and get some more stuff in there and you sure. know maybe and it's a
0: good photo op for customers too and
2: yes exactly yeah. pick up uh, and then you know but just stock up i mean ghostbuster stuff is always going to sell so you know make it a section you know buy buy some uh buy some of the books have some of the books there have some of the the everything the mugs i bet the mugs would sell yeah. Oh uh, no! I
0: love this idea even more now. Yes, spirit uh, Halloween stores put the books in the stores. Uh, that's right, especially uh, ones coming out this October. Exactly, Fantastic. perfect.
2: Uh, hell, the comics, right? Like I, yeah. at the end of the day, all it's it's behind the scenes business. They just gotta get in touch and with sales and cut a deal and get some decent prices for you know bulk numbers and. Thrown out in stores and,
0: and and maybe they're actually planning that. Like given given maybe, how the spirit announcement was in the,
2: well, you know,
0: I, I'm sure it's all you. <laughs>
2: like,
1: <laughs> is uh, always.
0: But but you know, based upon the fact that it was part of the the. IDW slash Core panel and uh, we'll be, yeah. you know, they're showing them off at the party uh, tomorrow as we're recording this. Um, yeah, maybe there's a chance that they're actually planning, maybe not in all the stores, but in
2: maybe a few of the stores, uh, select stores, will have some sort of display. But And frankly, I think this is the opportunity in North America to tap a little bit into that uh, Rocket uh, merchandising uh, level of stuff right, that Europe and had, and, yeah. where they slapped it on everything. I think you can keep it. Yeah, I think you can dial in a little bit. It doesn't have to be quite so crazy, but but you know, smaller price point. What do we call them? Low, like small price point. Um, pocket 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 change items. Yeah, yeah, things like that. So you go in at like so. Picture a uh, uh, a moogly logo that's been kind of spherized with a handle for, you know, uh, collecting treat, like loots. Yep. There you or go. Or bags. Uh, bags. Uh, bags. Like book bags. Candy bags. Book right? Bags. With stuff on it. And you can make more than one because you yeah. gotta make them white. Make them reflective. That's a good thing. Um... Yeah, and then put the ghosts on there and some sayings, you know, back off man, I'm a scientist. That's, uh-huh.
0: yeah, that's, that's what's missing is we need the, I really want the stuffed moogly with the suction cups that has the back off man, I'm a scientist that I can stick on the back windshield of my car. Like, exactly.
2: That's, that kind of
0: 80s merch is what we're
2: really missing these days. Uh, but, what else uh, do they have there that they, they do, basically, Spirit Halloween. Have a seat. Listen to me here, Spirit. <laughs> uh, Do what you do with the zombie merch for Ghostbusters.
1: Oh, yeah. So
2: uh, inexpensive Ghostbusters socks. Buy the signs. Lots of Ghostbusters-themed signs that you can hang on the door or in your car, as you say, depending on the size. Uh, Police tape. The amount of police tape that they've made special for Halloween at those places is amazing. So let's do a Ghostbusters one. Paranormal event in progress. Yeah, Yeah, absolutely. Slime. Just... you know what I mean? Like just oh, the amount of slime they would sell in little. <laughs> the tubs. amount of
0: slime they probably already sell. The slime I, I, and the
2: I, fog machines and the. I've yeah. never seen it, but yeah. See, yeah. Oh. Or the, yeah, the the sky's the limit, really, and just just go for it. And as we've seen, they like to sell. You know the the point of purchase has quite a bit of stuff, and they they do buy in um, these. Uh, other companies items. So they do sell Funko Pops. They do sell the little keychain Funko Pops. They have they do buy this stuff. So yeah, just cast your net and like I said, you could build yourself a nice Ghostbusters corner there. Why why are we not in a licensing and merchandising department? Why why
0: are we wasting our know. time on two hours of a podcast here? We should be in a boardroom <laughs> throwing this onto a dry erase board and everybody's like, I like, can, I like you, it. Yeah. <laughs> In every store, I want it in 500 stores by Tuesday. Tuesday, Great. go.
2: Because <laughs> every Done. once in a while, you and I are kind of like, uh, I don't know, some half-assed idea.
0: <laughs> was, well, yeah, I was gonna say. Then it requires work, and it's like, nope, you guys do that. That was our idea.
2: Go ahead. That sounds like a lot of hard work. And <laughs> but uh, yeah, that, that, that's my that, that's my final thought. I actually, I, the reason it comes to mind is not just as. S D C San Diego Comic Con. Uh, and it's not just I think what it is the spirit of Halloween, you know, kind of uh, popped up like a ghost through the wall. Boo. And I went, aha, right, Halloween's coming. Um, yep. so it, and I realized season. I realized we're getting to the end of July and yeah, it's the the Halloween bug is starting to, to yeah. rise. The the seasonal allergies are leaving. The Halloween bug is coming in. because uh, mm. yeah, August, September october that's it so that's your quarter year to get ready right after
0: back to school it's time for the halloween stuff so oh uh, pens and pencils
2: yeah schools barely started sell some pens pencils
1: uh, this is
0: ghostbusters time this is ghostbusters uh, prime time here
2: uh, and they're open in september so yeah put start put lots of school stuff in there at the beginning catch the kids as they're going back to school
0: and they need more supplies perfect Shirts, Prince money.
2: Be, let's be honest here: the amount of shirts that they could sell at that store alone.
0: Why don't, We should again. It sounds like a lot of work, but we should just manage a spirit Halloween store. Why not? We could really, yeah.
1: we
2: could really do it up. I it go way over budget. I wonder how much money they make in that two month period. Because frankly, I, I, I'd work a spirit Halloween for two years. Wonder how much vacation time I have stored up let's do it I don't yeah let's do it
1: <laughs>
0: well we're gonna go apply to a job now guys That's right. and uh, we're you gonna know, go talk to income. a bank
2: for the craziest yeah. idea ever yeah.
0: we'll be seasonal employees the next time you hear us here on the cross rip uh, but yeah, uh, thanks for joining us for this this lengthy episode. Lots of San Diego Comic Con talk. That we'll probably have to wrap up some more stuff that we didn't get to. We didn't talk about the Ghostbusters yep. three video game thing. We didn't talk about. There's a lot of things that happened this week. We'll we'll dive into that on next Monday's show. But uh, until then, everybody, uh, enjoy your week, um, and we'll talk to you on Monday. See you on the other side. Yeah.
1: Thanks for joining the Ghostbusters Interdimensional Cross rip. Visit us at protoncharging.com, ghostbustershq.net, and stillplayingwithtoys.net. This could be one of my two favorite shows. You're kidding me. Oh, great. What was the other
0: one?
2: Bass Masters.
1: It's a fishing show. Everything you're doing is bad. You truly scare me. I want you to love it. Next week, though, Carol's Pets. Weird.